Videocassette, um, the show where we discover and uh, revisit uh, those cinematic gems from the 90s, maybe some from the 80s, maybe bleed into the 2000s a little bit. But uh, they're the movies that uh, we, we knew and loved at one time and are maybe still viable for entertainment, but also probably pretty bad uh, and maybe problematic at times. Yeah, most times, a lot of times. I don't remember, are, we're not allowed to use the trailers um, for films, but are we allowed to use the the sound bite for the now available on video cassette? I think, I mean, I think so. Who owns that? Probably, well, probably a number of people. Can we get the guy? Probably, you know, that? it's totally possible, I think. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, there's a few of them, because I think, like, Disney had their own, and, like, New Line Cinema had their own guy. There was a, this was a viral video, like, years and years ago, of, like, the four, like, movie trailer voice guys, like, in a limo. Oh, like, whoa. yeah. Were they friends, um, or was it like a competition kind of like? The no, they were like they were like all in tuxedos. They're on their way to like a I think like a movie awards something. That's cool. Uh, but uh, uh, I am Tom. I'm Trevor, and together we are your hosts for this uh, podcast about movies that might suck from the '90s, but we loved them. When we were little. Yes. Uh, so last week we talked about Three Ninjas, which uh, was great. And uh, this week we've got a real... We're, I feel like every week it's going to be about taking it up a notch. And uh, I think we I think we did that. I still liked the Three Ninjas. Oh, yeah. Three Ninjas, like I said, it held up. I was actually legitimately surprised... Uh, by how entertaining that movie remains. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. <clears throat> but um, I think, though, in terms of... Like, I have fond memories of Three Ninjas. I think I have even more fond memories of this movie. I have fewer memories in all about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm willing to totally make a wild stab as to what it's about. Okay. So this week's movie is... Encino Man. Encino Man. Encino Man. Known in Europe for its European release as California Man. Oh. Yeah. So when when this movie came <laughs> out, uh, I didn't... I assumed that the word Encino was something to do with Paleolithic people. I, so did I. Okay, I'm not alone there. No, no. I thought Encino went like... Yeah, like caveman yeah, or some, something. Yeah. Not a... Suburb in California. Apparently, it's a place in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for the longest time, I was like, Encino Man. They just mean like Caveman Man. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't that. No, it was just yeah, the place where he was in where he was found by uh, Samwise Gamgee and the yeah, Weasel. Sam Gamgee, the Weasel. Um, the two people we're talking about there is uh, are uh, Sean Astin and Polly Shore. Yeah, um, two very different but equally great actors. Yeah, equally, well, uh, yeah, equally, <laughs> equally great. across the board, um, In all categories. And you have, uh, of course, playing the Encino Man, uh, Brandon Fraser. Yeah, who would go on to kill mummy after mummy. 
Yeah, there's the main the main um, one. The one mummy was a big. Yeah, the first mummy. So which maybe is that too good to be on this show? Is that? Uh, I do love that one. I loved that movie. <laughs> and I remember when I saw it in theaters, it was like one of the scarier movies that I'd seen. And it's not even that scary. I mean, it's it's an action popcorn flick, but there's a little gore in there. It was a little, little spooky at yeah, times. Cool. I remember it was kind of a big deal. Was this not... was, I guess, when he was first kind of getting big. Now. Yeah, I think this was like one of his first movies ever because uh, it was definitely before The Mummy by years. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, uh, and uh, you know, same with you know, Polly Shore and Sean Aston had established careers by now, but you know, Sean Aston's big claim to fame at this point was the Goonies. Goonies. I don't remember if the made-for-TV film Harrison Bergeron, based on the Vonnegut short story, <laughs> yeah. was a thing. Yeah, I don't remember if that was either. Um, but uh, it was before Samwise, that's for sure. Yeah. Whoa, 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 Rudy though. That Rudy was, was definitely after. That's a great movie. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> Actually, I just remember watching Rudy and being like, when is something good going to happen to this to guy? Rudy. And it's at the very end when he gets to play for like five seconds. He got to play for five seconds. That's all he would. He made a tackle. They carry him off the field. So, yeah, the whole time I'm just like, when, is, when did things get good for Samwise Ganji? He's got a lot um, of heart. And he does. That's why he's... He's the, the real protagonist in Lord of the Rings. And if I remember correctly, when it comes to Encino Man, right? Like, right, he is kind of the true hero of Lord of the Rings, right? Um, and in this movie, Encino Man, I feel he's kind of a kind of a brat. I don't remember his character. I think he's kind of well. He's like okay. So let's well let's rehash the plot. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, I think I might remember a little bit more than you do. Uh, definitely. So why don't you? I'm gonna start. Why don't you start us off? So they uh, they live in Encino, which is in California, and really they for the East Coast of America where I grew up, it should have just been called California Man too. Because I like why would I know what Encino is? Yeah, well, and also I'd, I'd but I'd like to point out that when this came out and when I was watching it and loving it, really for every movie that we do on this. I was living in California. Yeah, you were in California, and I was on the East Coast, and I had no idea what was going on over yeah. there. It was a different world. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume that everyone was like Polly Shore. That's true, right? Or like the three uh, kidnappers from... Yeah, I mean, ninjas. there was... We were a pretty rad people. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that was In California right in the that. 90s. So, uh, yeah, they're digging up... They're digging up a pool... In one of their backyards, because they want a pool, because they're not as cool as like the rich kids in the suburbs or something. And they dig up. Apparently, there's is he in a block of ice? There's, yeah, there's so they're like ice. Is this like, Southern California? The Where big, the fuck is Encino? Uh, it's, yeah, it's Southern California. And there's a block of ice within digging distance. Yeah, they're digging. He's probably like I don't know five feet into the ground, about and, five feet down, and he hits. Uh, something hard and then i i remember the shot like they have a camera underneath what like in in the ice right looking up and they're like clearing the uh clearing the the rocks and dirt off and so like buried in the warm ground <laughs> of southern california is a block of ice yeah. of like solid like thick 
Big advice. He's not a caveman, though. Do they call him a caveman? I think so. I yeah, actually, yeah, numerous times. They would call him a caveman. But, like, we know that most ancient Paleolithic peoples didn't live in caves. There's no caves around Encino, are there? I mean, I the feel like there... Famous Encino caves. I mean, there are well. a lot of... There were... I mean, there's a lot of... It's a mountainous area. <laughs> so... You got the Sierra Nevadas. So he, he was he was missing from his cave. Yeah, but also, I, I think the movie opens... The movie opens... Is he in a cave? With the two cavemen, <clears throat> one of them being Brendan Fraser, and, like, an avalanche happens. <clears throat> and, you know, just like in real life, if you get encased in snow and ice, you just... your body's preserved and you wake up in the future. <clears throat> if you could... Um... You know, be you, but also a, a, a Paleolithic person, because I'm not going to call him a caveman for the rest of this. Um, What's wrong? You, Why can't you call him a caveman? I just don't, I just don't think it's accurate. Why? They're because they're nomads. But they may be nomads that like dwell in caves. Some, some, I think, very few historically. No. Or do you think is it not just not PC to call him? No, it's is just it caveman? just seems that... it just seems scientifically inaccurate. What if, what if he spent time in caves though? Yeah, I mean, this one probably did. This one probably did. But like, you know, it, there's like the cave, the cave bear. You yeah. Know? But like most bears hang out in caves. Uh, you know, grizzly bear is gonna find a cave. Do you? Would you want to be known in the future as like as uh, like an apartment man? I mean, that's what we are. We're fairly domesticated. Yeah. At this point, we're house. We're housemen. We're house. Apartment well, people, house people, you and I. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you could be a, a, if you were you, but a Paleolithic person, uh huh, living ten to twelve thousand years ago, we don't, we haven't really determined that sure, yet from sure, the film. Sure. When would you want to be uncovered in the future? Not in the future, like the known future, because I know that you would oh, the be. Known, I know I, that you would be Star Trek. Yeah, I, I know would, that. You I would be like you know. You know, intergalactic, yeah. uh, egalitarian society. I knew you'd say that. Yeah. It has to be what time uh, period that has already happened that you know what it'll be like. Oh, like, so either up to the present mm-hmm. or or before. Yeah. <coughs> well, shit. Um, you know, probably... Do Wait, so do I have the knowledge of today or... Or, like, if I wake up in 1980, it's just 1980, I don't know that I should start Google and Amazon. No, you don't know that. But okay. you can assume that your personality is essentially the same, except that you were raised in a hunter-gatherer society. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, probably, I would probably, I'd probably just do it in 1992. 1992. <laughs> in, in Encino, California. I would say it's not a bad... <laughs> like, that's not a bad one. I mean, the night because then I feel like you know one of the reasons we do this. Number one, we're '90s kids, and we have nostalgia for the '90s. But I, you know, looking back, I feel like the '90s were a pretty cool time. It would be cool to be uncovered by Polly Shore and Sean Astin and like go yeah. to high school or whatever. Yeah, well, and see, and that's what I like. So they, um, <laughs> the you know, the premise of this is ridiculous. They 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 dig them up, they thaw them out, and they take them to high school. Because he's obviously going to be cooler than they are. Yeah, well, he's in and ice. I don't know where that train of logic goes. Where they're like, "Oh, there's a caveman now. Finally, I'll be cool. They'll, the cool kids will like me at school because I found a caveman." But did they? Pre- 
didn't they just pretend that he was not a caveman? Don't they pretend like he's one of their cousins or something? I feel yeah, like that's uh, or I think uh, like a foreign exchange. Oh, I, re- I remember he's exactly. Foreign he's a foreign student. exchange student from Estonia. Yeah, because no one, yeah, no one knows about Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. No. Why should they? But let me, uh, let's go, let's back up a second. Let me pose the same question to you. When would you be dug up? Oh, uh, yeah, probably like a week later. <laughs> in like Paleolithic times. Yeah, I guess. Because I feel like I have a certain skill set that's appropriate for that sure, time. Sure, sure. language, I feel like I would miss my, my folks, uh, you know, my, my friends. And uh, they would just be like, hey, you were missing. Oh, good thing Actually, we found you in ice. And then I, I would just go back to, you know, living Actually, lifestyle. I just I figured it out. I would have preferred to be dug up and found uh, when like uh, traveling circuses were were on the rise and you know Barnum and Bailey yeah Barnum situation. and Bailey like I'd get found and be like the caveman and like the freak show we uh, rescue all of the abused animals um and run away with them I'd probably be more of a beast master yeah okay I can see that yeah you'd probably just hunt them I mean that's yeah the, that's the skill set yeah that you would have yeah but or scavenge. I mean, I'm sure they could probably make an arrangement with me where I, I would. So you would be the, the caveman beast master. Yes. And they'd throw you in there with like a bunch of lions and stuff. And you'd be like, they're not so bad. Their teeth are pretty small compared to the lions I'm used to. Yeah. Ever heard of that saber-toothed tiger? Yeah. I guess those are tigers. Smilodon. Smilodon. Is that what? I think, yeah. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Smilodon? Yeah. That's cute. Because of the because of the smile, yeah. so <coughs> so uh, in the so they find the caveman. They take him to high school. <laughs> okay, um, you, I'm sold already. Uh, that's so far as much of the plot as we've I'm buying managed. into the premise so far. Now, um, what's the what's the payoff? What's the joke? They convince everyone that he's a foreign exchange student from Estonia. Because. <laughs> Uh, language. Yeah, and then do you, I, I know there's there's a girl that he's trying to impress. Which one? All of them, or Brendan Fraser? Uh, Sean Astin. Does Brendan Fraser have a name? Do they name him? Yes, they, they him? do. God. And I remember it because it always made me think of the Legend of Zelda. Because they name him Link. Because he's a link to the past. Because he's a missing link. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's great yeah so they take they take him to high school do I don't think it works right away I don't think people just think he's cool but he almost like he kind of like takes on like a bodyguard kind of stance with Sean Astin he's like kind of guard dog is he actually like a physically impressive dude yeah I am pretty sure um, Brandon Fraser is like ripped it's pretty yeah yeah, yeah. In this movie um so i'm trying to think why they chose him to be the caveman does he have you know typical caveman features does he look like a neanderthal uh, yeah i don't think they were too way? concerned with that like with like the the large brow and right. stuff like that no because there was a movie i think that he, this was probably spoofing in which they dug up uh i think he just looked really good in a loincloth and they're like that's that's the guy. That's it. And he's going to yeah. be George of the Jungle in a few years. Yeah. George of the Jungle, which, you know, was a movie. 
So uh, they take him to high school. It doesn't work, but he like protects them from bullies. There's probably bullies, right? There's always. Yeah, there there is a bully, and he's he's an actor too, but not. Okay, I wish I don't know his name. I feel like '90s movies um, are responsible for me being terrified of bullies in the '90s when there weren't really bullies. I mean, there were assholes. Yeah, but I, I didn't. There wasn't like a stereotypical bully, and maybe because uh, those movies were like, "Hey, don't be like that guy." Yeah, how much how much were you bullied in school? I mean, I was picked on, but I wasn't like you know I wasn't fearing for my physical. No, it was like, "Give me your lunch money, kid. No. Give me your lunch money, or I'll, I'll stuff you in a locker." I feel like all, everyone was like too afraid of the uh, repercussions. Yeah, to to actually like steal money from you and like physically well, assault you. Maybe that's because assholes. maybe that's because a lot of these movies took place in California, and I so I went to school in California, and that's what happened. You well, heard? see, when you live on the East Coast or just any place with four seasons, we had those. Yeah, it's beautiful. Your 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 whole school is indoors. Uh, we where, had a playground. Right, but what I mean is, where I went to school, when you, from class to class and during lunch and everything, it was all outside. Um, yeah. And I feel like that opens the door for <laughs> for more bullying because there's less uh, close supervision that can be had, like especially during lunch where you just have free roam of the whole school. So when you were going from one class to another class, you had to leave the inside of the Yeah, I left. I left the there were no hallways no it was all like buildings mm. <laughs> building 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 right were, were they all portable and classrooms no 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 they were just like all the <laughs> all the all the entrances to the classrooms was the door from the outside um that's way- crazy you lived in a tropical environment yes i did yeah yeah it, uh it was it was great I loved it. I mean, we had we had outdoor lunch stuff a lot of the time, but we also had an indoor lunch thing because it would get cold and snowy, and we would die of hypothermia. Yeah, no, we um, didn't have to worry about that. We just uh, it was warm all the time. It rained. It you just had to worry about like bullies. Yeah, bullies and um, it's too and, cold and for outdoor coyotes. <laughs> the coyotes. Yeah, the coyotes. We're gonna get you. With the occasional cougar. Nice. Yeah, Which definitely. One? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you do you have any? What memories do you have of this movie in terms of like the time and place? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that Polly Shore was pretty much Polly Shore, his character. He was, yeah, which was great. It was exactly hey, what I wanted to be watching, and it's exactly what it needed to be. It was he was perfect for his time and place. Uh, I remember um, being really. Because I always liked, uh, when I was a kid, I loved dinosaurs, and I loved ancient stuff, and, you know, Smilodons, yeah. and Mastodons, and Holy Mammoths, and so I was like, oh, cool, he's like an ancient human. Obviously, he was after dinosaurs, but it's still pretty cool. And so I was totally into that idea. But I didn't watch this movie that many times, so I imagine there's some sort of conflict. Is there a scientist or something character that gets involved? Uh, there, I, I remember there's a high school... Um science teacher but i don't think he, he's a very on the periphery character there's no like i don't think he's at all part of the plot okay because coming at this as an adult i'm like wow you really fucked up like think of the things we could have <laughs> think of the things we could have learned from this from this guy about the past that we'll never get to see or right. understand because they just put him on a skateboard and but were they afraid that he would just get like <laughs> experimented on and stuff like that 
I mean, that's, that's totally what would happen. I don't know. I feel like we have a lot of human rights, uh, you know, coalitions and stuff these days that would be like, hey, don't yeah. kill this guy from the Can you past. imagine the Facebook... Can you uh, imagine the Facebook anger? Yeah. If we found a caveman and we were experimenting on him. I'm sorry, a cave person. Yeah, any, any I'm person. Sorry. Uh, paleolithic human yeah. hominid. Yeah. Uh, be cooler if he was in the end. Sure. Then, you know that would be that that is something that's not around anymore, except right. for little bits. Yeah, except us. for like when you definitely know when a person is a descendant of Neanderthals. Well, you and I are. Uh, yeah, or like when you just meet someone and they're like got like a really big forehead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like you and I. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. I remember uh, it, this was one of the movies that we watched over and over again, usually at my friend uh, Shay's house, who lived down the street. Um, Shay, such a California name. <laughs> Shout out to Shay, if you're listening, I know you are. Shay, bud. Um, but uh, it was one of the many like movies that was on a VHS tape with like 20 other movies that <laughs> were all filmed off uh, the the TV. Oh, yeah, you could um, do that. You could record it. Uh, yeah. It was awesome. You know, VCRs. They were pretty sweet. Um, but, you know, typically, because, you know, we lived in California, we were outside a lot uh, all throughout the year or playing... It was, Wait, we, even in December? In December. What about was, in January? Oh, for sure in January. What about other cold months? All the time. Just out there. The coldest guy would get down to the 40s uh, in the mornings sometimes. It's refreshing. But for the most part, yeah, it was pretty warm. But uh, if we weren't outside playing, we were either inside doing one of two things. Playing Nintendo yeah. or watching movies. And Encino Man was a staple? Encino Man was a staple. Mm. A lot of the movies on our list for this show come from this time where we would watch movies. Uh uh, so you probably remember more about it. Do you remember I, what the conflict is? I don't. I just remember that uh, I, I don't beyond wanting to be cool and taking him to high school. And I know the bully has something to do with it, but uh, yeah, I forget like what happens. Like I don't know if like there's any kind of government entity that comes along. Because I'm just or... confusing it with ET. I think at this point, like they find him, and then like a bunch of dudes in spacesuits <laughs> yeah. are gonna come, and they're gonna take away their friend Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he's gonna get yeah. really sick from the common cold. Yeah, and he starts um, sharing feelings and and stuff with with Sean Astin. Yeah, and um, eventually Sean Astin has to carry him up a mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and he takes the burden yeah, of the he, ring. Yeah, and he yeah. throws the caveman into the lava. Yeah, further thawing him out. Oh, because he wasn't well, fully Yeah, thawed. and then well, well, yeah, but then he he like he like slowly sinks into the lava, and at the like just before his arm goes, he like puts his puts the thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Buddy." Yeah, he says, "I'll be back, buddy." <laughs> Yeah, just like that. It's that's. I'm pretty sure that's the end of the movie. That sounds right. Yeah, and that's why we have Encino Man Two Judgment Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Encino Man um, uh, 
Reloaded. Mm-hmm. Seen him in Resurrection. Yeah, and seen him in Resurrection. That's uh, that's actually a prequel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, that's actually. Oh, this wasn't the first time he was thought. <laughs> no, 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 he was thought. See, and that's the, the thing. That's the thing. They had a whole. They had a whole opportunity here, um, and they just you know to have you know him continue on through either into the future or maybe he was thought out earlier. I like the idea that he was thought out earlier because it would make more sense why he was in a... He's in a block of ice, isn't he? He's like in a, a carved... Block. Yeah, I don't like know if it's rectangular car. prism. It's No, it's not quite like that, but it's... I mean, it's like a big chunk of ice. He's in a chunk of ice, but he's five feet down in Encino, yeah. California. He was probably... Um, he was probably thought out before. Yeah. And then someone just like put him back in ice, and they're totally. like, "This guy, he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. Save him for the nineties. Yes, they they threw. Him. They knew. Um, Trevor, I've got the I've got the Encino Man DVD in front of us. Um, I thought we could uh, we could inspect it um, because let's say um, you know a lot of people went to Blockbuster on the weekends. Ooh, what is Blockbuster? Well, uh, Blockbuster Entertainment was a movie rental place that you might know or remember. Sort of like Netflix? Yeah, it was kind of like a prehistoric Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, I actually was an employee of Blockbuster, uh, which you know kind of gives me expert status when it comes to things like what we're doing. So just Was this know, in California? No, it was in Maryland. Oh, okay. But um, I moved from California when I was 13, so uh, Just right I before. spent my entire adult life on the East Coast. Um, but, uh, so, what's unfortunate is that this is a DVD, clearly, we would have been watching this on VHS, and you can actually, from the movie credits they use on the back, you can tell that this was, this came well after the movie. But, um, uh, would you like to know... Um, would you like to hear about Encino Man and know whether or not you'd like to rent it? Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> the description on the back here. Starring outrageously hip Polly Shore, Encino Man unearths the biggest laughs in two million years. That's not accurate. The fun, <laughs> the fun kicks off when two high school buddies dig up a frozen caveman in their backyard. Once the living fossil thaws out, he... <laughs> The friends figure he's their ticket to being cool. Why? But the plan backfires when the newcomer turns everyday life upside down, generating prehysterical craziness. Okay, I like that. <laughs> prehysterical craziness wherever he roams. It's not quite hysterical. It's right before. Yeah, except that when you think it's about the his, like the actual historic definition of hysteria, um, <laughs> so we're not going like, insane. So like prehysterical craziness. That takes on a whole new definition. Okay. Uh, if you know anything about hysteria and the treatment for it, uh, electroshock treatment. Is no. Is that one of the good ones? No. That we like to use. It was like if a woman had hysteria, she'd go see a doctor, and that doctor would essentially just give her an orgasm. Oh, so this is like pre-orgasm. <laughs> so continuing on the back of the box, uh... I think we should continue with this conversation. <laughs> Coast, uh, so here's where they start uh, after I read the names. Of That's these. really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. um, old medicine. There's a great uh, play about it. If 
by Sarah Rule. Anyway, we digress. Here's where uh, it starts naming the actors, and then um, it names like the movie that they're known for. So, uh, co-starring Sean Astin, Bullworth. Do you remember Bullworth? Kind of. Like, it's I, like a political. Movie, yeah, right? yeah. I have like a vague memory of it, but Who like was he in Bullworth. I don't know. Some Pro- random like. I don't know, but like team. totally like even at this point, he's still like. What is he known for? Like, I don't think this was this DVD came out necessarily after uh, Lord of the Rings. Otherwise, that would definitely be on here. Would have said but I would say, like, The Goonies. Like, I would have said Sean Astin, The Goonies. But, uh, and then Bullworth. it says, uh, co-starring Sean Astin, Bullworth, and Brendan Fraser, The Mummy. Well, maybe Bullworth was owned by uh, whatever. What, what uh, this is Hollywood was. Pictures. Or, so uh, maybe yeah. they can only say the ones that. Yeah, maybe. Um, you'll definitely dig Encino Man. The totally uh, ir- digging mouth of yeah. Pool dirt. Uh, the totally irreverent, totally awesome comedy that shows just how hilariously out of control things evolve once the Stone Age meets the Rock Age head on. The Rock Age is the early nineties. Now, um, and then that was there's, long. There's yeah. There's a quote here. A lot of fun from ABC TV, but perhaps my favorite thing on this box there's a there's another quote there's another quote uh on the front which the front by the way only features brendan fraser and polly shore no love for sean astin oh who's like i think you know he wasn't as famous as they were no and i think technically though he was you know he was the the main protagonist though but um he's the good guy (laughs) there's a great quote though uh be (laughs) i'll just read it if you liked wayne's world You'll love Encino Man. Mm. CBS Radio Network. I love Twins um, World. No, yeah, so and that's the thing. And um, we're talking about this where that's the kind of quote that, you know, that I feel like they could have cherry-picked that out of a review by someone who hated both movies. But it's got an exclamation mark. So yeah, can like, they add? Are they allowed I, to add that? It's within well, the quotes. So otherwise, well, but also too like angry exclamation. Could, well, also, yeah, I don't know. Cause, I think he's psyched about it. You don't know. I mean, that and that exclamation point could be like idiot. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like oh, if you liked Wayne's World, you'll love Encino Man. So yeah, kind of like a sarcastic exclamation. Like mark. if you're dumb enough to find Wayne's World appealing, then you're definitely dumb enough to enjoy it. Now. Is that the case? Probably not. I think he's psyched about no, it. No, I think he is psyched about it. I just think it's funny that... Look, it's in all caps. Encino Man is in all caps here. Right. And I and I'm of, I'm, I definitely loved Wayne's World. Still do love Wayne's World. But if you love Wayne's World, will you love, love Encino Man? Yeah, because this says if you liked Wayne's World, you'll love Encino Man. Are they, ins- are they insinuating it's better than Wayne's World? I feel like that's what they're saying, and it's like, even if I watch this again and we're like, oh, you know what? That was a funny, entertaining movie. I would, I, you know, happy to put this on my shelf, mm. right? It's, I'm so confident it's not better than Wayne's World. That, they shouldn't have put that on there. That's. Well, but I feel like it totally, like, you know, but that's the, the gimme, because, like, it's like the. I see that. In the blockbuster, like, oh, yeah, I did, I did like Wayne's World. I liked oh, it. If I liked Wayne's World, I'll love this movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll get it. But it's all just for that sure. one-time rental. Yeah. Uh, however, too, like, what I find funny is, like, this definitely came out as, you know, DVD was printed, at least after The Mummy, which I think was, like, something like 98, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think this is, 
And this was, I think, 92, the same year as uh, Three Ninjas, because we decided on this uh, because it was on the previews of the Three Ninjas. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a good way to determine. It's one of the good ways to determine what we're going to watch. I next. agree. Um, all right, so I think that about wraps it up for uh, part one. Uh, now, here's the point where uh, you should probably pause. Watch it. Watch it. And then, unless you, I don't know, it's your, your favorite movie, you watched it yesterday. It might be fresh in your head still. Yeah, um, depending on, like, I definitely have not seen this since sometime in the 90s. Um, so we're going to watch it, and you should too, and then, and then come back for the second half. Uh, Trevor, you got anything to, to take us out? Um, what, what do you know about Paleolithic people? Uh, n- nothing. What do you know about Paleolithic people? People. I'm about to find out. Now available on video cassette. All right. Encino Man. Encino Man. Turns out Encino is a place in California. Yeah. And a place where, uh, Cro-Magnon Man once dwelled. Probably true. Yeah. Well, probably. Yeah. What did we miss so much? Well, uh, we were initially. I remember we were looking for the the conflict. Uh, what what was the conflict? And the conflict was Sean Astin's a dick. Well, Sean Astin is a dick in this he that's is, kind of the whole dick. conflict and um and he's mad because uh Brendan Fraser Link the caveman gets more popular than him I mean before he was mad already he was mad that he was um sort of unpopular he wanted to be the prom king um, yeah I, but he I, didn't so, have any friends he was self-centered I want uh okay. I, so I took I took I took some notes oh yeah and um I didn't the very first thing that I wrote down was a quote from Sean Astin in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He's talking about how he wants to be popular. He says, I want my own page in the yearbook. Wow. <laughs> He's reaching for the stars. Um, and, uh, yeah, that just, and he, and when they discover the caveman, because they discover the caveman in, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, he's, you know, I wrote down caveman equals money, fame, popularity. Yeah. That's like, that was his jump. That was his leap. He was very possessive of him. He kept on seeing, you know, he's ours, he's mine, my yeah. own, my precious. Yeah. My, was, no, seriously. He was Smeagol instead of Sam Gamgee. I 100% agree. Like, this, if this there's any sort of, like, foreshadowing of his career, mm. it was, like, sort of in reverse because they're, like, he... Yeah, he was possessive, and like the cave. Brandon Fraser was his ring of power. He was he was a sociopath in that movie. Yeah, he, at one point he drives him out in the middle of nowhere and gives him a handful of quarters and says, "See you later, bye." See you later, bye. It's just not working out. He uh, he's really manipulative with his family. He totally gaslights his mom and dad. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like just a. He's a brat and a liar. Mm-hmm. He is a shitty person. Now, on the other hand, Polly Shore... Polly Shore... Is a saint. And I actually wrote that in my... I 
in my notes, I have here, Polly Shore is a saint. Zen. And Sean Astin sucks. He's an evil, evil person. I'm sure in real life, he's very sweet. I'm sure they both are. Yeah, but absolutely. In the movie, Polly Shore is supportive. He's supportive. He's he's a positive presence. He's very he's, chill. He's yeah. He's very chill. But like overall, like he's very he's peaceful and positive. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a little chaotic. If this was a D and D campaign, he would be chaotic neutral or chaotic good. Yeah, probably chaotic yeah. good. Yeah, I would say chaotic good for sure. But uh, in general, though, I mean, he's just he's you know, and he's like obviously the friend who comes over <laughs> all yeah. the time. He's, um, he's, he's a moochie friend that everyone kind of loves. Yeah, he's lovable. Totally, but he's yeah, he's a very good person. Um, you never meet his family. No. The one thing that he ever says is uh, Sean Astin's dad says, uh, "How's your mom?" And he goes, "She's pretty bummed." Oh, I don't, I don't recall that. Yeah, he says she's pretty bummed, and then he just sort of moves on. Like, so it's so great that you let me hang out here all the time, and eat your food, and like, then he said a bunch of polished short words I didn't understand. Um. So that reminds me, I have this. Uh, so Doug Grove, our producer, producer Doug. Uh, couldn't be here today, so it's just just you and I. So we don't have him to shout things at us. But he he sent me an email this morning with some Encino Man trivia. Oh, that's cool. He's always which uh, you know he probably got it from various sources on the internet, including IMDb and Wikipedia and stuff like that. So this is nothing you can't find out there. And so we also uh, I can't say that any of this is a hundred percent true. I choose to believe that some of it is, and I'm sure that it totally is. And actually, I thought this when we were watching. This first one, uh, in the scene where Brendan Fraser eats dog food, mm. uh, he's actually eating cookie crisp cereal. I thought it looked familiar. Yeah, there was something about it. I was like, that's not dog food, but I'm also not entirely sure what it is. Man, I was totally into cookie crisp when I was yeah. a kid. Cookies? Cookie crisp. Right? Do you remember that? That was pretty, that was almost probably sure he could have done that. Like, But he would have put the paws in there like, cookie crisp. Um, according to... Uh, this list of trivia, uh, both Jim Carrey and Nicolas Cage were both considered for the role of Link before Brendan Fraser was cast. Oh my god. Uh, can you imagine... Nicolas Cage? Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, like, can you... Um, uh, yes. Yeah. I absolutely. Am. Like, you can also, you can see Jim Carrey going, like, just, like, like, I thought... He would have been off the wall. Yeah. Brendan Fraser did a great job balancing, uh, like... The physical with the with the verbal, right? Like yeah, the uh, the script was admittedly pretty pretty sparse for him. Sure, he learned a few words. Right, but he did he did pretty like he didn't go so over the top with it. You know, Jim Carrey would have, but like Nicolas Cage, what the hell kind of movie would that be? Did he? Do you think that he auditioned for? I mean. Being considered and auditioning are different things. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that he was screen tested <laughs> and that footage exists somewhere. <laughs> but um, I feel like this bit of trivia could be just like a producer mentioned it. Like like they didn't even get contacted about it. I feel like Nicolas Cage would have gotten real serious with that role. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're too serious. Um, Brendan Fraser was great though. So I remember we said the so there's a there's a prom scene at the end where they have a band. I mean, we're like barely a prom scene, but yeah, that's got to be a band. And so uh, apparently it's a funk metal super group, Infectious Grooves, featuring uh, Mike Muir 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 mm. of the thrash punk band uh, Suicidal Tendencies. 
with vocals by uh, Dean Pleasance, uh, or oh, with vocals Dean Pleasance on guitar, Adam Siegel of Excel on lead, Excel, like Stephen Perkins of Jane's Addiction on oh, drums, cool. and Robert Trujillo of Suicidal Tendencies, who currently plays bass with Metallica. Oh, cool! Wow. Yeah. I guess that's a super group. Oh, and we were talking about this because we were like, whoa, that was the f- it, film debut of Rose McGowan. Rose Rose McGowan or McGowan? McGowan. McGowan? I, have... I think it's Scottish. Yeah, McGowan. McGowan is like yeah. a flower or a daisy or something. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So her name is basically like flower, or like flower of flower, basically. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Of Charmed. Charmed and... Uh, Scream maybe was she in Scream? Was she in Scream? It seems like that that would be that would fit the timeline. I think for she sure. was in the first Scream. Oh, uh, and I, I guess Polly Shore was also considered for the role of Link. Oh no, he needs to talk more. No, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I guess because so according to this, because he wasn't in the original script, he ad libbed most of his lines. I'm not surprised. Neither am I. Because and, who could come up with most of those words? I mean. Let's just, let's talk about like that. There's part of me. So I know um, Polly Shore has become a figure that gets hated on, mm-hmm. uh, and like he's kind of a, become a joke. And I there are I guess I guess sort of sort of legitimate reasons reasons for that. But the time and place for his character was perfect. Yeah, and like the <laughs> he's like the dude. He's the verbiage that he was using and everything. I th- it was. I thought it was. Yeah, did you write any of those things down? We should uh, we should try to get some of that stuff out here. Well, yeah, just like the. I mean, well, you know, um, you know, wheezing on the ju- like wheeze the juice, wheeze the juice. Uh, you know, grindage. As far as when you're eating stuff, sure. You know, anything you eat is grindage. R- rub the dew. Was oh, I think uh, something part of. Yeah, what was it like? Uh, rub the 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 do uh, grease the do back. Just grease the do back. Just grease the do back. Uh, you know that's what life. The life is just that's yeah. You just chill out and grease the do back. I mean, he had some just really choice uh, quotes in that. Um, another thing uh, that I thought was kind of hilarious was. Uh, so they go throughout the movie. They're trying to get popular, and uh, this caveman's making a big splash. You know, he's really shaking things up. And the bully character is like, "Something's not right with Something this, this guy. He couldn't be more popular than me." What? Yeah. What's going on? He's like more popular than me. He pieces it together. Right. And so, like, they go on a field trip to a museum, and at which time, Link, our caveman, is like, at some point. <laughs> In the caveman display, trying to make fire, and the bully looks over while Sean Astin and Polly Shore are comforting him. Yeah, he kind of has like a breakdown because he's like, oh, yeah, he's piecing it together yeah, about where he's, he's like from, realizing, oh shit, I'm in the future, I'm not from here. Everyone I know and love is dead. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. yeah. Um, he, I mean, really, it happens like two thirds of the way through the movie. It happened. Immediately, I feel like the sensory overload. Not to mention, as you mentioned while we were watching, it's you know, uh, just a miracle his muscles didn't completely atrophy. I don't want to get into the science of why he (laughs) should have just been a mummified, like half decayed corpse. Yeah, I mean, it would be funny. Like it'd be a much shorter movie, but could maybe worth 
exploring just you know it would have been more like coming, weekend at bernie's yeah them hum- coming home from school and just seeing like a fucking pile of corpse <laughs> in the garage yeah. Yeah. after it melts but um so he's freaking out he's in this display and the bully kind of looks over and he's like wait a second maybe he's not a foreign exchange student from estonia maybe yeah maybe just maybe he's a caveman and that's not okay from Encino. And, exactly. Yeah. At which point, like, later on, like, uh, moments later in the movie, they show him and his suddenly two, like, henchmen friends yeah, looking through all the, the files at school and be like, he doesn't even have a file. It's, yeah, it's, it was it's, dog It's, it's Sean Astin's dog's vaccination uh, records. Yeah, someone in the office really should yeah. contact it at the school. Seriously, what does it take to... to Get registered for school. You don't need any sort of ID or passport. At one point, he's in driver's ed, and I'm sure he didn't even driver's ed. And he also gets booked at the police station. He goes. He's in jail. Yeah, he should have been detained indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, unless Sean Aston just really like, you know, did a great job at, at talking to the police. He officers. is a manipulative master. He really was manipulative in that movie. He was not a good person. Nope. Um, uh, going through these uh, the the uh, trivia here again. Um, uh, Stony Polly Shore has an obsession with Jeopardy. Jeopardy played a major role in Shore's later movie, Jury Duty. I mean, it's, he was just playing himself. I know. I feel like that's like sort of which is fine. What Polly Shore's movies are? You can't write his dialogue. Yeah, I and and also too. He talks about Jeopardy in the beginning. He mentions it once. Is that really an say, obsession? I wouldn't say that at all. It's mentioned once or twice. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, no, not at all. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, okay. So there's another. So there's a whole bar scene that needs to be talked about. So it's it's when they're doing the driver's ad. He's, they steal the car. So it's the yeah. It's the, number one. It's the middle of the day. On a weekday, because they're at school. Yeah. They steal the car and drive most of the way to this bar on two wheels. Yeah, not the maybe like not two most, side wheels. A lot of the way. Yeah, like the whole way, yeah. I think. Like, literally, the car is on two wheels, like, like tipped up. Left right side. Over, yeah. Um, and, and, of course, that's possible because it's being driven by a caveman. Um, he he sort of cut his chops on a video game. Yeah, Rad Radmobile. Radmobile. If I think that's what it's called. But we go to this uh, bar and the, and I don't know about you, but if I go to any of the bars in our town at two thirty on a Thursday, it's gonna be pretty slow. Pretty slow. Then again, we are on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm this not in psycho over this there. You were too young to be bar hopping when you left, right? That's absolutely true. Um, it was, it was. Uh, there was conga lines, conga lines. What I can only assume were like, <clears throat> I don't know, unemployed people, because because they weren't at work. Maybe they worked at night. I guess so. Because they, they weren't working. They going right drunk then. or hungover. Yeah, they but, were drinking um, real hard. But what amazed me is that okay, so they go into this bar. First of all, they get in. They just get in. Yeah. They just get in, and then um, Polly Shore runs into some some guys, mm-hmm. 
and they pretty much force him to drink tequila. Tequila. He says no. He like refuses. Like no, it's okay. I'm just here to chill. He pretty much wins them over immediately. Like these guys are like kind of hard, and they're like, we're gonna. They love fuck him. with this guy, and he has to. He says about two words, and in no like, time they're like, awesome. "The weasel." They were calling him the weasel. Yeah, that's was was this the first movie that he was the weasel? I think he, I don't think I it think, was the last. I think he established his persona as the weasel on MTV, and that's just who he is in movies too. And when he's yeah, different characters, the weasel. When we get Polly Shore on this, no, Polly Shore is going to be on this. show. I do want to know the history of that. I'd like to maybe get him on for maybe son-in-law. Okay, uh, that's a good one. I don't know if we. we I could still do, like Biodome. I mean, well, Biodome actually, man, I, maybe we could get, maybe we get him and Stephen Baldwin on for Biodome. That's that's true. That would be pretty sweet. Um, we would have to construct some sort of like bong out of. Uh, you know, Coca-Cola bottle, yeah. and zucchini. Sure, and I guess since we're th- throwing that reference into the mix, is Half-Baked on the list? I don't know. I like that movie. I enjoyed it but thoroughly. But you know what? I haven't seen it in a while. No. Nope. Might not hold up. And we're talking about Encino Man anyway, so. I didn't hate Encino Man, I gotta say. It was funny. No, it was funny. I, I liked it. Uh, one last thing about the the bar scene, though. Um, the oh, yeah, they force him to drink. They force him to drink. Um, did not try too hard but also too eventually uh, so the, the the driver's ed car gets reported stolen and so eventually the police walk in looking for those kids <laughs> but literally everyone in the bar runs away from the police one one uniform cop comes in and everyone bails in the entire yeah. bar Every, like yeah it was and it makes you think like well who are who are these people? It was a little weird. Um, yeah, and it was. I, I will say, it was, you know, the bar was. It was uh, full of uh, mostly I, non-white people. Yeah, mostly like, I would say immigrants. You know, you're in Southern California, and, uh, and <laughs> there's something kind of strange about it. Um, I don't know. I feel about the implications of that scene, D- director of Encino Man. Yeah. Why did everyone to, have to leave? Why what are you trying like, to say, oh, Les hey, Mayfield? Officer, yeah, Les Mayfield. Yeah, and uh, George Zaloom. Yeah. George Zaloom. Zaloom, the Mayfield. producer, and Les, Les Mayfield. Yeah, we saw them on some of the, uh, the extras. Yeah, so I will say, so my review of the DVD, uh, it's got the trailer, and it's got a, like a three and a half minute featurette with a little behind the scenes stuff. It was a featurette. Um, and there, I would say there's a little bit uh, like a... The, in the brief moments that they're talking to Brendan Fraser in the featurette, what a serious fucking actor. Like, he was, like, like in character. He <laughs> was really his character. in character, like, I'm going to eat stuff. Do you think that Brendan Fraser is a method actor? Maybe. Or at least, I mean... He was I don't think good. I don't I don't think you need to be a method actor to take it really seriously. He just got there, but he just like yeah exactly like he real quick turns it off turns it on. But uh, Zaloom and Mayfield, I got a serious yuppie vibe vibe from those guys. Did you get? Yeah, well actually, so uh, from Zaloom, I got like a like kind of yuppie slash like he seemed to kind of relate with Polly Shore in a way. Like he was, it's kind of like a cool, like kind of like I'm also kind of like laid back kind of guy. Right. In the in the featurette, I'd I'd be curious to look and see. This is why we need Doug at all of our recordings. I'd, 
look and see what else George Saloom has produced. Yeah. And maybe what else Les Mayfield has directed. I mean, I'm not going to look it up. No. It's not. It's not why I'm here. No. No. Why? Because we're talking about... My job here is to speculate wildly. One thing I did want to... So, I I want us to have a segment for all of these movies. Because if you watch any movie from a certain time period... There's going to be problematic things. Yes. So here's here's our segment. We'll come up with a name for this. There were but, a few. Yeah, but like for me, there was only one that really stood out as something that you just don't... We don't say anymore. Don't say it's hateful. You don't say that word. Um, right, and there was at one point and, uh, that the, the bully... Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it because we're adults here. Um, he says, I think to Link. He says it to Link. To the caveman, he says, What are you doing, fag? It was very offhanded, and we were like, whoa! Whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 we don't, come on. You don't, you don't say, say that. that. Don't you understand the history of that word? Yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like, you know, and I, th- I think, I, you know, so far we're two for two in, um, in Three Ninjas, Rocky calls his brothers retarded. Oh, yeah. And in this, uh, the, the. The bully calls Link a fag. I'm curious to see what sort of <laughs> if it keeps going. I think I and I think you know we are going to find it is, problematic things it's gonna. and everything. Now, what other problem? Did you have any other problematic things? Just the sexism. Yeah. Now, however, <laughs> when you're talking about a caveman, yeah, I get it. You're talking about instincts of like you know, man, woman, like, pro- let's procreate, like, and also like you know. You haven't developed the, the social structures of, of courting. Tact. <laughs> tact. Sure. Courting, restraint, These respect. It wasn't, um, it could have been worse. Right. I'll say that. It wasn't, but see, now it would, I would have been much more concerned if it was on any of the, uh, like, characters like Sean Astin or Polly Shore or the bully character. Yeah. Uh, the bully had a creepy sort of, like, almost cornering the girl moment, which yeah. was creepy. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, honestly, I thought that the teacher was creepy when he's explaining um he was explaining sort of how uh Cro-Magnon man didn't have that kind of restraint he's just sort of took what he wanted he said and i found that very creepy he's telling it to this high school girl and he gets all like really close up to her and of course you know the, the directors or whatever they sort of make her like totally into that kind of things which is why she ends up coming on to link True, yeah, true. She's totally into it. But I will the high say school that teacher should not have done that. In the scene that uh, crossing line. that she meets Link, like you know, Link comes to high school for the first time, and he straight up like is going for like puts his hands out, going to grab this girl's breast. I think the word they used was gazungas. Yes, her gazungas. That's a Polly Shore. Or uh, oh no, that was a Sean Astin. Oh, he Polly said Shore it. said buddy cones. You're right. He said buddy cones. Um, that, I couldn't have thought of that. Neither could I. I couldn't have thought only Polly Shore, but um, what language does immediately after from? that they stop him from just from just groping they stop her, him from groping her, and he she's like, "I want that." He gets real close. There's some hair grabbing, and there's like other cornering. He stuff. smells her sniffing. Yeah, sniffing. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you know they were trying to go for the uh, animalistic uh, chromagnon kind of thing. Sure, but. and like I, I think if if if. The problem with what happened there was her reaction. It was like, oh, he was just trying to violate me. I like it. Yeah, I hated that. That, that was that was the problematic part of it. it was creepy. Um, she was in stuff, stuff and too. I'm, 
This like, isn't me blaming the victim here or anything. But... No, I'm blaming the writers. Yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, when it comes down to it, uh, would you suggest this film for uh, a, a young person to watch? Like a today? child? Like, let's say, uh, let's, well, 1992. Like how old were we? So, same age as when uh, Three Ninjas came out. So, we were, uh, you know, uh, Six going on seven. Yeah. A seven-year-old for that? Maybe not. Maybe not, but how about a ten-year-old? Maybe, but, like, again... I definitely watched it when I was ten. I definitely did. Uh, I would... I would suggest it, I guess. But I, at the same time, I don't know. Like, there's so many tropes that I feel like just don't... That's another thing, too, about these movies. There's so many tropes that are just eroding, I feel. Uh, you know better now, you know? Yeah. Just know better now. You just know better. And also too, like like I said, like the the whole bully thing in in movies like this, like there's a moment in this movie where Sean Assen get they use a staple gun <laughs> and staple him up through his shirt. Like staple his shirt up. Through, through his yeah, his over they like crucify his button down shirt that <laughs> they crucify him on a bulletin board. Yeah. We're talking about a staples going to cork board. Right. Like they would somehow die. he stays up. Sometimes somehow he stays up. They're and, strong staples. And like I'm sorry, but like, I mean, I'm not saying bullying's not a thing. People get bullied all the time. I got bullied, but like, like getting shoved into lockers, swirlies, up on bulletin, like these days it's more. Yeah, it's, it's more insidious these days. It's online. It's on Facebook. It's yes. like a lot of hazing stuff, a lot of gaslighting stuff. Sure. Sean Astin could have taught them that pretty well. That's true. But yeah, I feel I, I mean again, I don't know. I don't see a lot of that these days of like physical, you know, stuff because I feel like schools have a zero tolerance policy for that sort of thing. No, yeah, no, no. If you like, if you can do anything to don't fucking touch uh, shit, like like kid. you get in serious freaking trouble. Yeah, like, but you can totally fuck them up psychologically, and it's. Uh, that's what uh, a lot of people do today. Yeah. Um, do we have any other uh, trivia about this that is worth mentioning? Anything lighter? What? <laughs> Partially unused score by Jonathan Sheffer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Doug. Oh, wow. Uh, so so there's a scene where Brendan Fraser, they give him a bath. Yeah. And uh, he was popping real bath beads into his mouth. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like that. He was eating. Yeah, them. he had a bucket nearby to spit them into uh, after each take. So, so like, he yeah. was, like, literally eating soap. That's awesome. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, I think that Brendan Fraser did a good job. No, he was. He was. I found him to be incredibly endearing through the whole thing. You felt bad for him. And so at the beginning, there's a big earthquake. And in case it's him and ice, and you don't know what happens, he has a, oh, yeah. he has a wife. So there is a happy there is a happy ending. And at the this. end, after the big blowout party in their unlined mud hole of a swimming pool, <laughs> they see like the same signs of uh encino woman coming out with yes the, there's, there's, there's cave hand paintings prints and handprints and breast prints too i just want to point out on the glass yeah, that was a nice addition yeah little nipples like, there yeah uh and then they find his his um wife lady friend uh in taking a bath she figures out the bath right herself. yeah she figures it out because she's a woman she's a she's a blonde <laughs> woman um and uh and they get together, and everyone's happy. They dress her up in the latest '90s wear, yeah. And they're together, and we can which assume... was like a bra, a jean, uh, vest, 
Like a denim vest and a skirt. So now like, we, we can ask, what's next for the cave couple? Exactly. And I think probably just fame and fortune. Uh, are, are, because they never go to any sort of scientific community with this massive discovery. No. And, well, and like I said, I mentioned in the beginning, like when they gave Brendan Fraser a bath, I was like, because he's covered, like Kate in dirt mm-hmm. and clay and stuff and like ancient microbes yeah i was just saying like the the scientific value in all the stuff they just wash off of him literally would like let's talk about the waste of knowledge they before they find brendan fraser they find a bowl uh, a clay pot of sorts and <laughs> yeah, yes. and Polly shore who actually does care about and his they studies end up just letting their dog eat out of it it becomes like, the dog bowl <laughs> yeah. and then there are cave paintings on the wall of the, the swimming pool, yeah. which they fill with water. Yeah. They just fill it up. Probably just... Probably gone. Because, like, what would happen is, like, if they reported that... I mean, if they reported that to anyone, their property would be seized by, you know, various organizations, you know, like... Maybe, but I bet they would be compensated really well, and, I mean, they could, if they want to be dicks about it, they could sell it to private uh, collectors and stuff like that, but... It would be awesome. They could. It could become the next Pompeii, you know. Yeah. It could be. Uh, there's a massive archaeological site right under their house, and they don't well, do mention, anything with. At it. that point, like it'd be pretty rare for there to be just two uh, ancient peoples. Yeah, I mean that's right. what we saw in the, in the sort of uh, opening scene when it's in. There's only two of the them, but age. what I'm saying is, though, like outside of wherever they were. There's Even a reason a why this whole is preserved. Tribe. There could be, yeah, yeah there could be uh, giant uh, sloths and mastodons. All kinds of shit. Yeah. More, uh, more bulls, presumably. Other, Definitely more bulls. You can learn about all kinds of stuff, and they really didn't go into that at all. But no, you know, and that, but you know what? Then it wouldn't have been the fun, quirky '90s comedy that it is today. But you're saying that fame and fortune for Brendan Fraser and wife, maybe they. Um, Maybe they hit the morning I mean, talk show circuit. I mean, well, so it's it's early enough in the nineties, and they're young enough that seriously, yeah, morning talk show circuit. But then also, by the late nineties, early two thousands, man, talk about reality show fame. Yeah, assuming they didn't die from the common cold or something before then. Yeah, true. Because when really when we're talking about time travel, yeah, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I love science fiction. I don't know. If, if anything, there are probably more... But if we ever do that, we're going to just die. Right? Yeah. We can't... Well, maybe. I don't know. If anything, they're more suited for survival Past. than any of us. They are? Yeah. I mean, his teeth were great, actually. He had amazing teeth. I was assuming that it would be gross. Another... Uh, so, another thing I wanted to just talk about is, like... like and this is all... Also, this is just a device... For the script and the story and writing, you know, like Sean Astin's character discovers Caveman. He sees him through the block of ice in his pool that he's digging out, mm-hmm. and he immediately think like he goes, "Caveman, finally my one chance to make something of myself." He does say that. That's his one chance. Like this is my one chance in my life. Come on, Sean my Seventeen-year-old life. This is my one chance. To, to make something of myself. Make anything of himself. And it's a caveman. He's not revealed to have any interests outside of uh, one girl that he grew up with that he is obsessed with. Yeah. Obsessed. 
Yeah, he is kind of obsessed. Like they grew up together, and like it's revealed later that like they really like literally grew up together. And I don't know if I mean he really learns that much at the at the end. He's like, okay, fine. He, he she goes to the prom with Link, the Encino man. He does not have a strong character arc, um, at all. He's where have some self respect, Sean Astin. That's your one chance. You know, get a hobby. Oh, my one chance to enslave an ancient human being. He does say often that is his. He's mine. He says he's mine, my own, my yeah. precious. So, Sean Aston, if you're listening, not you, but because your, your I'm sure you're a great person, but your character, fuck you, man. Yeah, Sean Aston, you're great. Uh, Samwise Gamgee is my favorite. True hero of the... Of Rudy's good, too, I guess. Rudy. Um... Yeah, so I think I think I think that about wraps it up on on Encino Man. Do you have any any final thoughts? Any like, um, if okay, so you wouldn't necessarily suggest it to a young person today, but would you suggest know. people uh, rewatch it? Rewatch it? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I I, t- I definitely I'm, I I'm probably gonna end up suggesting that for all of these. Honestly, I think all of these too because we can learn something absolutely from the, from the like, not too distant past. Absolutely. About ourselves and why we are the way we, that we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. For better or so, for So, Encino Man, uh, go check it out. Um, also, uh, please, um, if you'd like to engage with us, you can go to uh, our Twitter, oh, yeah. which uh, at the time of this recording still isn't live yet because we're, uh, we're, we're banking some stuff up, but our Twitter is uh, now available uh, OV on video cassette. Now available the letters ov uh also you can email us at now available ovc at gmail.com uh you can send us anything like anything about uh the movies we listen to movies you want us to talk about yeah it's a good one um any sort of trivia or if uh if, if you, you watched along that would be cool and your yes. comments about that would be really absolutely because we always forget Pretty much right after we watch it about some of the best parts. Yeah, if we yeah, if you were watching along and we didn't talk about a moment that you're like, why didn't they talk about that? That was the best part. We should then please, 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 uh, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Um, all right, that's Encino Man. Uh, we haven't decided what the next one is that we're going to do. Space we, Jam. Space Jam. Okay, that's it. Space Jam is the one. I hate that movie. Okay, you know what? We're gonna talk about this uh, later. Um, we'll just give you a quick preview. Um, I haven't seen Space Jam in a long, long, long time. And I, when was when when do you think the last time you watched Space Jam? Was? It's still probably been over ten years. Okay, I'm okay. I definitely have you beat by at least half a decade. Um, Good. I'm sorry. Also, for when but I okay. So it. Trevor has decided that he's watched it recently enough that he hates it. I'm of the mind that I will love it. I think no matter what now, I'm going to try to love it out of spite. Uh, at least that's I'm sorry. according it's, to Trevor. It's gonna be... All right, so <laughs> we're going to save We're going to save it. We're going to save this for when we do the episode. But uh, we're going to do Space Jam next. Okay. Space Jam. Space Jam is the one. So uh, make sure that uh, next time you listen to us, you uh, get yourself a nice bottle of Mike's Secret Stuff to drink while you listen. Where are your Michael... Jordan jersey, number yeah, twenty three. Number twenty three balls. Um, and uh, that'll be our next episode. Thank you for listening. 
uh, is now available. Oh, also, uh, Trevor, do you have um, are there places that are where can people find you? What's something? Is there anything that people that you do that uh, people can follow? No, no. I think I mean you're in a band. Oh yeah. What what's your band? I have a band called Cheshi. C H E S I. And you guys, do you guys have S H I? Where do you guys have a website or anything? Yeah, Cheshi.com. That's C H E S H I dot C O M. Yeah. That you, sounds right. You guys don't. Do you guys actually have Cheshi.com? I think so. Okay, good. All right, Cheshi.com. Check out Trevor there. Um, you can also. Uh, <laughs> You can also find me on Twitter at uh, at TomJH. Um, what do you do on Twitter? Yeah, you know, respond to people that you know tweet me. Is that, that what do they talk about? Well, I mean, I usually just like to reserve my Twitter for like quips, these like witty quips about modern society. Sure. I've tweeted only a few times. I've only recently started a Twitter because of my engage my my engagement with the podcasting community and whatnot so oh that's cool that's about it yeah, yeah. okay you can find us there yeah no i'm just trying to develop personas people to follow yeah that's cool <laughs> join us next time for space jam now Right now. <laughs> <laughs>